A couple of years ago, a cop was shot dead on a deserted pier in the tiny nation of Belize. The only other person there that night was a frightened young woman found covered in blood. By all appearances, it was an open and shut case. But not in Belize, where this woman was connected to a mysterious billionaire who basically runs the place. Justice will not be served in this case. She's gonna get away with it. Or will she? White Devil, a Campside Media original. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. This episode of Canada Land is brought to you by Douglas, a mattress that is trusted by more than 200,000 Canadians from coast to coast to coast. It's a great mattress at a very reasonable price point. Comes with a 20-year warranty and a great deal for our listeners. Douglas is giving you a free sleep bundle with each mattress purchase. Get the sheets, pillows, mattress, and pillow protectors free with your Douglas purchase today. Visit douglas.ca slash CanadaLand to claim this offer. That is douglas.ca slash CanadaLand. This episode is brought to you by the Center for Addiction and Mental Health, CAMH. It's never an easy call with so many problems in the world to know where to direct the money that you donate when you want to help out in this world. But what I can tell you is that when you donate to CAMH, you're saving lives. We know about the opioid crisis. We know about the mental health crisis. They are doing the work. Help change mental health care forever. Your support will help CAMH build a future where no one is left behind. Donate at CAMH.ca slash CanadaLand to help us treat addiction and build hope. Quick note before we begin the show today. So we are determined uh, to keep publishing as usual, to keep publishing more than usual throughout this ordeal. And furthermore, we're determined to, to weather this. We are determined to keep every job, no layoffs. That is the plan. But of course, we are feeling the pinch like everyone. And we are preparing for more pain to come. So listen, take care of yourself first. Make sure that you have what you need. But if you ever thought about supporting us and didn't, we really could use it now. And if you support us already, there are ways to support us even more. It has never been easier to become a supporter of this show. It takes just moments. You can do it in Canadian dollars for the first time ever. Just click on the link in the show notes or go to canadalandshow.com slash join. And it's five bucks a month Canadian. It just takes literally like a minute or two to sign up and bloop, you get, you get a premium podcast feed that is installed automatically for you on your podcasting app. If you already support us, however you support us, and you want to give us a one-time support, you can just send money through e-transfer to support at canadalandshow.com. We do rely on your support. Thank you very much. So we decided to do a call-in show. I don't really know why. I guess we are just craving connection with people more than ever right now. Podcasting is weird because we are used to being isolated. We are always isolated from you. I have been sitting here in this little studio for years by myself, talking into a machine. I mean, I know that you're out there, but it's not like we ever talk. So maybe it's time to talk. Wait for it. This episode is brought to you by Connor Sharp, Emma Hartwick, Dana Schritter, Joseph Coppolino, Harold Smith, Adam Mertens, Daniel Friedman, and Amanda Van Oort. 
Hi, my name is Amanda. I'm a sociology student in Montreal, and I support Canada Land because they've become my trusted source for media criticism, which I believe is an essential part of the media landscape, and because I value the range of content and voices that get aired on all sorts of issues specific to Canada. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Uh, It's amazing the things that we tell ourselves to talk ourselves out of getting help. Anybody who's actually gotten help knows that the process of getting things off your chest, of taking your stressors, your problems, and just like not letting them be bottled up, working through just conveying them to somebody, half of the battle is just doing that. You unburden yourself. And you know what? If you have a real mental health professional, no, they don't have magic bullets or magic words that make it all go away. But often they can help you see things a little bit differently and guide you to strategies or tools or to a new perspective that actually does help. As the largest online therapy provider in the world, BetterHelp can provide access to mental health professionals with a wide variety of expertise in mental health. Because you listen to this podcast, you get 10% off of your first month at BetterHelp.com slash CanadaLand. That's BetterHelp.com slash CanadaLand. This episode is brought to you by Douglas, a mattress trusted by more than 200,000 Canadians from coast to coast to coast. Trust is important. There are a lot of mattress lies out there, a lot of mattress liars. And I, I, I didn't intend the pun, but it occurred to me that there is one as I was saying those words. Listen, I am not lying to you. Uh, I have uh, experienced the Douglas mattress. It is an exceptional mattress at a surprisingly affordable price point. It is a mattress that sleeps cool. doesn't have that weird thing in the summer where the mattress gets like an oven. It's a very good product. It's delivered to your house in a box. You don't have to go to a big mattress store. It is a medium firm mattress, which is what Canadians prefer, and it comes with a 365-night trial and a 20-year warranty. What more can I tell you? Douglas is giving our listeners a free sleep bundle with each mattress purchase. Get the sheets, pillows, mattress, and pillow protectors free with your Douglas purchase today. Visit douglas.ca slash CanadaLand to claim this offer. Finally, this episode is brought to you, well, it's brought to you by an advertiser that uh, pulled out uh, due to the coronavirus. So you know what? We're going to advertise our own stuff in this slot. Our podcast, Cool Mules, concludes this week. If you have been missing this, you got to listen to this. Hundreds of thousands of listeners around the world are listening to Cool Mules, and it has been incredibly gratifying reading the reviews. This is from the AV Club. Each new episode of Cool Mules features some jaw-dropping tidbit that makes you wonder, how could anyone be this stupid? The true crime website Pretty Death Cellar calls Cool Mules so delicious. With its incredible access to the parties involved, Cool Mules is a perfect example of how to show rather than tell. If you enjoy watching pretentious man-children reckon with the consequences of their poor decisions, check out Cool Mules. If you have not listened to this show about the cocaine smuggling operation that was run by an editor at Vice Media, or if you did start to listen to this, but then you got distracted by, you know, the world, listen to this podcast in full. We are tremendously proud of it. We could not be more thrilled to see people binging it and loving it all over the world. Wherever you get your podcasts, check out Cool Mules. Caller, you there? Hello? Hi there. Where are you calling from? Hi. Uh, I'm from uh, calling from Verdun, Quebec. What can I help you with? Um, okay. I am in a fairly marginal position, I guess. I'm on a disability allowance. A lot of the resources that I would normally need to access just to get through the month are 
shut down, which is completely understandable. But there are the resources that I'm used to being able to access, kind of supplement meager government support. And um, I'm staying at home. I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm hoping that government will come up with some sort of answer. But I and people who are in a lot worse situation than I'm in are pretty invisible. And from what I heard from the Prime Minister, it sounds like he's talking a lot about the middle class, uh, which I guess is his political base. Mm -hmm. And he's not talking about the... I mean, I can't even think of what, what people who are in housing precarity and so on are, are having to deal with right now. And in a situation that we're entering, it seems like the most marginal populations are the ones who should really be targeted to getting security and safety first because there are no class divisions with a virus. I think we are silenced and invisible, and I'm going to stay at home for the next week. I'm not going to have any food. You don't have access to food through this? No, like food banks are all shut down. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and all of the other kind of supports, whatever crisis centers are shut down. Yeah. What about this uh, two thousand dollar a month uh, subsidy that Trudeau's talking about? Is that going to be helpful for you? I, I doubt if I'm going to qualify for it. Uh huh. I, like I said, I, I think these things are all being kind of means tested and then targeted to, you know, cynically I'll say for political purposes. If you could kind of get one message out there for a lot of people to hear, what would it be? Um, uh, in a pandemic beyond just humanitarian, just epidemiologically, I, I, I think the most vulnerable populations really have to be served first or, or have to be centered. I don't know what to do, so I, I'm glad I had the chance to call. I, I really, really appreciate that you're doing this. Thank you. I Thank you. I wish I had more to say to you. I, I just... Uh... Hope you stay well and... Uh, you know, I, I have a safe home. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll find some way to scratch my way through. Worst comes to worst, I have to break uh, my, my social distancing and go dumpster diving, which probably isn't a great thing to be doing under these circumstances, but that might be the only option I have. I think that's what they call dead air as I wait for the next one. I don't have these skills. I think I'll hear a click or something. And we can edit this out later. Hi there. Where are you calling from? I'm calling from Rockwood, Ontario. What can I help you with? I am a construction worker. I install ceramic tiles for a living. I like to say I make the world beautiful one tile at a time. And it seems that I've been deemed an essential service and continue working despite the prime minister yelling at me to stay home. I take it 
you disagree with this classification? Well, considering that my only access to wash my hands is in my own house, once I leave my house, I have porta potties, which have no hand washing <laughs> availability. And that's the only place, you know, to do business. Doesn't seem very wise. So this is a workplace safety issue. Basically, you're, you, you are not being given the option of staying home and you don't feel like your workplace is, uh, is, is a safe place to work. Absolutely. Uh, as a matter of fact, today I was working in so- someone's home. Were they there? Uh, I was working in the basement. And I had access through a separate door in the basement. But yeah, they were upstairs. I didn't see them all day or interact with them whatsoever. But it, you know, it was their home, essentially. It seems to me that we're just, we're just sent out to work until, you know, until we get sick. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't sound too safe for you. And it also sounds like you're pretty likely to come into contact with other people. So if you do get sick, you're a vector to be concerned about. Exactly. And, you know, with the, um, you know, the big builders who we work for, they've got houses sold and people are have dates and like none of this has been addressed. We've kind of been caught up. Nobody's thinking about the new home. Mm-hmm. Yesterday I was at uh, a construction site and I had a porta potty and I had the house to myself. I waited for the guy before me to finish before I went in the house. And I noticed a courier, a purelator driver, saw the porta potty outside of our house, stopped and used it, <laughs> and then carried on. I'm sure, you know, he's got issues too in terms of uh, washroom facilities. Like, do you want to walk into Tim Hortons or can you to use the washroom? If you needed to hear somebody else say that that's really fucked up and sounds wrong, it absolutely sounds fucked up and wrong to me. Yeah, you know, considering, you know, I'm doing a renovation in a basement. Can that not wait a month? Yeah. Like, you know, like, who cares? So you don't get your extra bathroom for another six weeks. What what the hell difference does it make? Yeah. Listen, thanks for the call. Jesse, I love your show. Carry on. Hey, caller. Hello. Hi. Where are you calling from? Um, I, my name is Amy. I'm calling from Iqaluit, Nunavut. Oh, wow. Hi, Amy. Hi. I am lucky in that my biggest complaint right now is that I'm house-sitting for an RCMP officer who's currently stuck quarantined in Ottawa because... The government of Nunavut isn't letting anyone in unless they've quarantined for 14 days first. So these people got back from vacation in the Dominican Republic and then found out they had to quarantine for 14 days. So I'm watching their Boston Terrier named Bentley. Uh-huh. And um, my biggest complaint is that this dog is incredibly annoying and does not want to go outside because it is minus 30 in the Calloway and has hit a point several times where he just stares and barks at me. And will not eat food, literally without, like, mozzarella on top of it. <laughs> Talk some more shit about Bentley to me. Like, you can let it all out. I want to hear about every irritation this dog is being, uh... <laughs> okay, well, I'm here for you. He sleeps in the bed with me and my partner. Um, and mm-hmm. just, like, it's a king-size bed, and he slowly just, like, pushes us toward one edge all night. 
so we wake up in the morning and it's like uh, Amy and Peter on like a quarter of the bed and Bentley just, he's a small dog. Like Boston Terriers are not big, but uh, he just has no way, I guess, of expending all of that energy. Also, I can't let him off the leash outside because sled dogs are uh, dangerous and are often loose here. And so they'll maul him or he'll run away. I'm going to betray my lack of experience as, as a call-in show host here. I have no sympathy for you whatsoever. Your problems, of all the problems I'm getting today, are the are the least serious. I would trade uh, Toronto problems for your problems. It sounds like, first of all, it's minus 30 out. You would be quarantined anyway. You wouldn't be leaving, would you? I don't know. People... So it has, it's, it also sounds like it's the safest part of Canada. No one's allowed in. I didn't know that. And I, I don't know how many cases there are. There are zero. Zero. Wow. Yeah. Um, well, I feel, uh, sorry, I, you know, I asked you to call in. I asked you to complain and I'm giving you a hard time. But uh, what can you tell me about the mood uh, up there? Like, is it, uh, I, I, are people feeling it the way they're feeling? Like, I don't see the same uh, social media pics of people congregating in Nunavut uh, and disregarding the orders. Uh, so maybe, maybe people are taking it much more seriously there. Um, they are taking it more seriously, partially because I think people know that if it did hit here, it could get very bad very quickly just because um, of overcrowding. Like tuberculosis is also a problem here. Um, and also because we have, I think, 35 hospital beds for the entire territory. So that's about 38,000 people. A lot of the smaller communities, you may have seen uh, like Cambridge Bay a couple of weeks ago already, just said, we don't want any visitors, don't come here. So I think they may avoid having any cases at all. Uh, I'm not sure that Iqaluit will be so lucky because as recent as Monday, we had like a full plane load of people come from Ottawa. So people are taking it very seriously and everything is closed down. Um, the liquor store and the grocery stores are open, um, but that's about it. So we're all kind of just waiting for the announcement of the first case here. Um, and I think it's a when, not an if. Um, so it kind of seems like maybe fortunately for us, efforts to flatten the curve may have come a little late for the rest of Canada, but we started shutting down everything um, as soon as there started to be cases, you know, in Vancouver. So mm -hmm. um, that may have been okay for us. We'll see. Yeah. Okay, well, good luck, and, and, and good luck with Bentley. <laughs> Thank you very much, Jesse. Thank you for the call. I live in a 250-square-foot apartment with my partner. Yeah. No real, no real place to self-isolate, which is scary. Um, and it's a basement, no no sunlight, so I'm really hoping they don't ban us from the parks. I've now figured out exactly what it is my cats do all day, which is something that had been gnawing at me before. Uh, a lot of people watching, and it seems like I'm turning to talk radio now. <laughs> <laughs> this is how it happens, my friend. This yeah. is how it's happened to many before you. Well, I'm in a tiny, like, bachelor apartment, and so we have this little cramped kitchen table that I've put all my work stuff on and you can just see pretty much everything wrong with your apartment from where I'm sitting so if I see something that needs to be cleaned I have to go do that before I can sit down and start being productive so there's the, kind of those three things one the extra work two, the like problem of what this will do to the economy in the long run and three like just making students not have to stress about school when the apocalypse is here <laughs> 
Well, here's what I can do for you. Not a whole hell of a lot. There's these people that I know that I've never met in real life, and I'm meeting them all over the phone this week because we're all so siloed. I don't know. Like, is that a millennial thing? Like, we just don't socialize as much? Is that a thing? I don't know. Are you like that? I'm like that. I'm, I'm like Gen X, and I don't socialize with anyone. So, no, you can't How old that. are you? I'm 42. You're 42? I'm 42. How old did you think I was? Well, uh, I didn't know you were that old, respectfully. Um... <laughs> Oh, I'm such a jerk. I'm sorry. Hello. How are you? Where are you calling from? I am good. My name is Michelle, and I am a Canadian living in the U.S., so I am calling from sunny California. How are things in California? Well, my husband and I are kind of in a, we're in a little bit of a weird situation. We moved here in July, and we just got into our house last week, and as we got into the house is when Governor Newsom said, shelter in place. Um but when I listened to your podcast today, I did, I've been thinking about my mom quite a bit. Um, she died in the end of December. I went home. I was really, really lucky that I could go home. I, I had actually gone home in November for two weeks and her and I did our annual <clears throat> road trip. And then a week later after I got back, um, she was in the hospital with pneumonia. And then we quickly found out that she had a very aggressive form of lung cancer and Unfortunately, she died a little over a month from being diagnosed. And I find all of the stories about people, you know, the, the care homes and the elderly being ill and dying alone, really, really triggering. My grief's still pretty new, but, um, but a weird thing in all of this is that I'm finding that, and this sounds horrible, but I'm finding myself grateful that my mom is not worried about me and I'm not worried about her. <laughs> so it's a very weird, weird space my mind is in right now. I'm really sorry for your loss. That's uh, a strange time we live in that you, ha that you have occasion to feel grateful for, for stuff like that. And what we're hearing now, the circumstances under which people are, are, are dying are so horrifying. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, like I, I, um, my dad unfortunately died a month, two, two years less a month from my mom, and he his he lived a very long life. He was ninety three, and my mom was eighty was going to be eighty one. So both of my parents extremely grateful that they lived long, full lives. And with my dad, um, I was with him when he died, and he he started his decline in January two years ago, and it started with the flu. So there's another triggering thing, and um, I had the honor slash blessing to be with him when he died. So <clears throat> one thing that for my brother and my sister and I that we were able to say for both our parents is that they didn't die alone. So talk about a gift to give, right? Um, but we didn't realize, I mean, at the time, obviously it was important, but now it's really weighing on how much, how very, very important it was. Yeah. So I'm sorry to be such a downer. <laughs> Yeah. 
Stay safe down there. Yes, thank you for your time, Jesse, and to all your, like, it's been wonderful listening to the podcast. It's, I, I, get, I get to come home when I listen to your podcast, and I really appreciate it. No, that's, that's very kind. Thank you. Right. Take care. Thanks. Bye-bye. Hi, caller. Hi, Jesse. It's Gavin calling from Toronto. How you doing, Gavin? I'm doing all right. All of this is just so big. Last Monday, when after that panicked weekend of people going out and shopping and loading up, and then the, the announcements last Monday, uh, my wife found out she's pregnant with our second child, which oh, is wow. amazing and terrifying in this uh, setting right now. Tell me what you're experiencing, because that must be such a really confusing and strange mix of really big emotions. It, it is. And then sort of the cherry on top is my wife is an ICU nurse at one of the downtown hospitals in Toronto. And uh, knowing that, like, there are policies in place to protect pregnant and breastfeeding women who are who are working in the hospital, but, like, she's going to be around it. And, you know, rationing of personal protective equipment is a real thing that's beginning in earnest these days. You know, and it's we're, we're realistic and you know there's a very good chance that we'll make it through just fine but there's also a reasonable chance that at best case scenario is disruption to our, our life together and then who knows what goes on after that there's practically no information about there about the effects of covid on pregnancies just the you know the, the research just couldn't be there the history of it is just not long enough really and uh, so there's there's like uncertainty and stress and sorry, there's there's a lot right now and it's it's crazy and I, I yeah. wish I had better words for it. <laughs> yeah, it's a blessing that kids don't seem to be affected much at all, though not entirely not, but but hardly that you know it's very merciful that it seems like that's not really a thing. But uh, I wonder what's out there. I'm I'm sure you're you're clicking around trying to find out if if pregnant women are getting it or what. Yeah, we're just trying to learn anything we can. And like I said, it's just, there's not enough out there. And, you know, we have a toddler who, uh, you know, fortunately enough, is he's, you know, he can pick up certainly on tones and attitudes and, and things like that. And he certainly knows more than we know he knows. But he's a happy guy and certainly is a, a spark of joy right now to help with that stress and confusion. And, you know, I, I work for a craft brewery in Ontario and, the upper level has been fantastic about saying that like we we're keeping everybody you're going to have work to do and i don't question that at all uh, until you know if this drags on for weeks and months and you know what happens then everyone like all these wonderful intentions and efforts to to keep everyone eventually we have to start looking at other things too yeah listen um Kid on the way. There's no better news in the world. Congratulations. It's, uh, that's wonderful. Thank you. Yeah. I, I haven't lost sight of how amazing that opportunity is to, to grow our family some more. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for the call. Good luck to you. Thank you. Hello. Hey, caller. Hey, Jesse. It's Sherry Barkley. How are you? Oh, hey, Sherry. I'm doing okay. <laughs> so listeners should know I'm talking to Sherry Barclay of, of K-Piss, of the great <laughs> K-Piss. Or, uh, you might remember her from uh, an episode yeah. of The Imposter from way back. Uh, yeah, yeah. Are you are you reaching me from like a shipping container in Brooklyn? Where are you right now? Well, so we left the shipping container. We moved to an RV 
and I can't pay my rent on the RV anymore without the fees. So we've gone full remote within like less than a week. I've had to, I made a guide and I've trained about 55 DJs on how to broadcast remotely from home. It's this whole crazy thing. It's crazy. But KPIS is live. Yeah, it's live and actually, dude, okay, so Jesse, I almost got arrested. I escaped New York within an inch of my life. I had to give all the gear away, give up my apartment, quit my job at Trader Joe's where someone's tested positive for COVID and I worked during the pandemic and just abandoned my life and moved to Edmonton. So I'm at my mom's house right now. It's this whole crazy thing. It's crazy. I was not planning this at all, but here I am in Edmonton. Mm-hmm. I did something really dumb, Jesse. What'd you do? So I didn't have a mask at the airport and my mom's 60. Mm-hmm. I'm scared to get her sick. I didn't want anyone sitting near me at the airport. I was freaking out, you know, but anyway, so I didn't want this guy sitting next to me because I didn't have a mask. And so I just jokingly said, I said, Hey, Hey, um, I, uh, I got it. Don't sit next to me. And he told the cops and an emergency squad came over and, uh, Long story short, I almost got arrested for causing panic at the airport. But oh my god! I talked my way, I talked my way out of it. You talked your way into it. No, I know, but I said, "Look, look, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm a joker. I'm like, I'm really sorry. I was totally kidding." And then I said, "You know, I'm kind of a crazy person. Like, I got this weird dynamic going on. I'm like, I can prove it to you." And they're like, "What are you talking about?" And I was wearing a jacket, and I opened my jacket. And I showed them my T-shirt, and my T-shirt was of Garfield running, and it says, on my way to fuck your dad. (laughs) This was part of your getting out of trouble strategy. Yes, and the cops just cracked up, even though one, the bad cop didn't. The bad cop didn't crack up, but he saw his team crack up. Right. And he was like, fuck. Okay. And he's like, okay, just, you know what? I have better things to do. Just get the fuck out of here. And then I had to buy an $800 ticket to Edmonton, which didn't leave for the entire night. So at that point, I was kind of like, fuck, I'm staying in this airport all night. I'm 100% going to get the coronavirus. So I just made funny videos on Instagram all night about how I was contracting it and how I was documenting the moment that it was entering my system, you know, through <laughs> joking, of course, which is funny because that's the joke that almost got me arrested. Right. And then as soon as I got to Alberta, I knew that, that the vibe was heavy and I couldn't make those jokes anymore. So I just was quiet. And now I'm at my mom's house giving Corona to everyone in Edmonton. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not because I'm quarantined. No more. No more coronavirus jokes. No more I have coronavirus jokes from you, Sherry. Being super responsible. Thanks for the call. That is your Canada Land Show. If you want to email me about it, I will read your email. Uh, just send it to jesse at canadalandshow.com. We're on Twitter at Canada Land. We have an Instagram account. It is Canada Land Show, and our website is canadalandshow.com, where you'll find a new episode of Commons as part of their new season, which is all about radicals. This week's episode is about Annie Mae Aquash, a young Mi'kmaq woman from Nova Scotia who became one of the leaders of the American Indian movement. 
She fought the FBI and the U.S. Army at the biggest indigenous uprising in Canada or the United States in 100 years. And then three years later, she was found dead with a bullet to the back of her head. Her murder would go unsolved for 30 years, even though hundreds of people knew exactly who did it. Listen to this story on Commons. Kasia Mihailovic is our senior producer. Our managing editor is Kevin Sexton. Additional music this episode by Nathan Burley and Kevin Sexton. Syndication of Canada Land is handled by CFUV 101.9 FM in Victoria. You can visit them online at cfuv.ca. Thank you for supporting Canada Land. Hey, I need you to pay close attention to this message. It is not an ad. This is about Canada Land and this is about you. You need to know that the news crisis is about to get a lot worse. You've heard about the layoffs. We're about to have news closures. And it's very likely that we're going to be seeing the defunding of the CBC. Where are you going to get your information from? What can you do about this? You can support Canada Land. We need you to. And so for this month and this month only, you can become a Canada Land supporter and get everything our supporters get for just $2 a month. That is an almost 80% discount. The clock is ticking on this. It disappears at the end of the month, and then we will not offer it. We need your support. We need to keep news coverage alive in Canada. Go right now to canadaland.com join. And thank you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. A couple of years ago, a cop was shot dead on a deserted pier in the tiny nation of Belize. The only other person there that night was a frightened young woman found covered in blood. By all appearances, it was an open and shut case. But not in Belize, where this woman was connected to a mysterious billionaire who basically runs the place. Justice will not be served in this case. She's going to get away with it. Or will she? White Devil, a Campside Media original. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.